Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I am Aaron. And this week we're going to dive into the Gospel of John and look at who Jesus says he is. Hey, that's right. Two Fish community, we are back and we are diving into an I Am series. Yeah, Jesus says, I am. And then he answers that question who Jesus is. And I think we could start here, uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through, oh, the section goes through 20, but Jesus is walking around and he says, hey, says to his disciples, hey, who did the people say I am? And in verse 14, they say, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? So he asked this question of his disciples, who do you say I am? Now, he's been with them for three and a half years or so at this point, and Peter says, Peter gets a revelation from God, and he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, and Jesus goes on to say, hey, you're exactly right, that that came from God above, but then later in the gospel of John, Jesus starts laying it out, who he is. In the Old Testament, God says to Moa, I am that I am, he said, I am, not, not I was, which, you know, would have been just in the past, not I will be, which would be in the future, but I am can be used no matter where you are in the timeline. Jesus and God, I am. And so we're going to look at those statements. He gives seven statements here in John where he says, I am, and then it's something. We're going to, we're going to walk through some of those. Yeah, I like, I like how you describe that, the I am, I am, I am present, I am the past, I am the future. I am the everything. Yeah. Like, it isn't past or present. It is I am. It is now. It's relevant no matter where in the past, now, and in the future, the statement, I am, not I will be or I was. I am always. And so we're going to look at some of those breakdowns. Yeah. You will always be Nick Burt. I will always be Aaron. So the first one where Jesus says, I am, we find in John chapter 6, and it starts in verse 35, but Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He's talking to a crowd and the crowd says, hey, give us food. They were hungry and Jesus didn't just offer them food. He says, if you eat of me, I am the bread of life. If you eat of me, he's saying this to the crowd, you'll sustain forever. And he starts by, he starts saying this in verse 35. Yeah, John 6 verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Yeah, I love that. Whoever believes in me shall never hunger or never thirst. So he's saying this the next day after he had fed the 5,000 with two loaves. Five loaves and two fish. Five loaves of bread and two fish. Yeah, two fish community. That's Here right. That's kind of what we based our the name of the podcast on, but um, this was at that moment. The day after he had done that and presented that miracle, he had also walked on water that evening, and his disciples saw that. So Jesus is performing, I mean, the five. The, one of my favorite miracles is the feeding of the 5,000. Like, that's just, it's too cool to me. Yeah. Like, it's hard to. It's supernatural. There's no other way yeah. to explain it. Then And verse 38, he goes on, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. So Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. 
you need to believe in me. And if you do, you're not going to go hungry and you're never going to thirst. And it's because God sent me down and I am here to do his will, not my will. And then this moment, like we got a picture, Jesus is both man and God at this time. So he's fighting, I would imagine he's fighting those internal desires like you and I do, right? Yeah. And he just dots I and crosses the T that I am who I say I am. And God is the one that sent me and I am here to do his will. Yeah. I think through scripture, Jesus is the most concerned about eternal. He does healings. He does miracles for those here on earth while he's walking, while he's walking here. But he always points towards the eternal. He'll heal someone and then he'll say, your sins are forgiven. And so he gets done feeding the 5,000 people. And that's awesome. That's amazing. It's supernatural, like we said. But then the next day, these people still need food because they're hungry. Right. It's just like us now. You eat three meals a day. Well, tomorrow, you need three more meals. It, you, it's just a constant need to be filled with food and water. And Jesus is saying, we can do this. If you partake of me, if you eat my bread, you'll never go hungry. And I'm sure that was super confusing for some people. Well, give us that bread. Why did you give us the other bread? Why didn't you give us that bread? And but, but what he's doing is he's not looking at our physical. He's looking at our spiritual. And he's looking at our eternal. He's saying, I, I can feed you here and you'll be sustained for a little while here. But spiritually, I want you to eat of me spiritually so that you can for eternity be full. You believe in me. You'll never go hungry. But what he's talking about is that spiritual and that eternal. Right. You can actually, you can flip to verse 26 and 27. And in this one, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understand the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about the perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. So he told them that before he even went into, I am the bread of life. Yeah. So he's just really hammering it down. And, and like you said, he's focused on the eternal life, and he's trying to get people to focus on that eternal life and not the miracles that he's con- I mean, he's probably annoyed. He keeps getting asked to oh, do yeah. miracles. Yeah. He just fed the whole crowd. Show me another sign. Right. That wasn't good enough. Yeah. What do you mean that's not good enough? Like, what more do you want? Yeah. I love it. So the first one, again, I am the bread of life. I can sustain you. The next one then we find is in John chapter 8. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Again, he's talking to a crowd. Verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Will not walk around in darkness, but will have the light of life. Uh, I'm reading out of the NLT version, and mine adds at the end there, the light that leads to life. And once again, this would be eternal life, not the present life, yeah, not your past life, not your future life, but your eternal life. Um, once again, that he's focusing on eternal life. And I think reading that then, the darkness, I equate towards um, sin. It's a sinful world. The world is, it's a dark place. I mean, look around you now. There's sin. 
everywhere. And Jesus is saying, you know, partake in me. I'm the light of the world. I'm the, I'm the light that's going to cut through that darkness. I mean, you can't, you can't have a dark room, turn on a light, and the darkness overtakes. Like light a candle in a dark room. The darkness can't overtake that light. That light cuts through the darkness. And he's saying, partake in me because I'm the light that will shine in that darkness. My message is a message that will defeat that darkness that will consume the darkness, take it over to become light. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind on this one, he's, he's speaking to a crowd, but the, it points out that the Pharisees are definitely uh, present. In verse 13, the Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such, such testimony is not valid. And that's the Pharisees telling Jesus, like, you are not the light. We don't believe that you say what you say is true. Basically, they're calling it heresy, right? Like, they don't believe it. Um, and later down in the chapter there, uh, verse 19, they questioned Jesus, where is your father, they asked. And Jesus replied, since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Once again, in the Gospels, he loves to just pound on the Pharisees, right? We hear it all the time. And here's another uh, another example of that where Jesus is claiming, he's saying, I am the light of the world, and the Pharisees are just like, no. And I think sometimes we're like the Pharisees, and we often forget that Jesus is the light of the world. And when we're in our dark moments, it takes us too long to turn back to him. Or to begin with, we let ourselves get Ooh, that's in the darkness yeah. and not just hang on to his light that, again, cuts through that darkness, that yeah. overtakes that darkness. You know, I think sometimes we get too comfortable when things are smooth mm-hmm. and then we start to forget. I don't I don't know if it's forget, but... We get complacent. We get Yeah, that's a good word we, for it. God, we typically use God as a genie. Jesus is a genie. Hey, when I need you, I'm going to rub the lamp. You'll come. You'll answer my prayer. Right, I'm going to wait until things are bad. But I, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't need you until I need you, and I don't, I can do it by myself. Which then we typically, what do we do? We end up walking in darkness. We allow the things of our lives. We allow sin to come in, creep into our lives, and then all of a sudden we're in darkness, and we need a light. And Jesus is that light, and He'll always be that light for us. But a lot of times we don't hold on to that light. We allow ourselves to walk away from the light, and then only use the light when we need it. And what Jesus is saying here is. Just like I am the bread of life, I can sustain you. Partake in me, walk with me, and you won't need to walk in darkness because I am that light. I can sustain you while you go through life, and I can help you. I can be there as you go through trials, as you go through things. I am the light that's going to help lead you through the darkness. And I think the other thing to re- to remember here in chapter 8, if you go back to the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about the, the woman caught in adultery. So here's a woman that is in the darkness, right? And uh, the Pharisees have brought her to Jesus, and they're once again, they're trying to trap him. In this story, Jesus ends up just kneeling down and started writing in the sand. And as he's writing that in, um, the accusers left one by one, leaving the, the woman there with Jesus. Jesus ends up looking at her and saying, where are your accusers? And there, And there were none at that point. And he told her, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And then he dives. The next verses are these, I am the light of the world. I love that woman caught an adultery thing at the end there. He doesn't say, 
Neither do I condemn you. I love you. Move on. Yeah. He says, don't sin anymore. Yeah, don't do it again. You got caught. I'm, I love you. I'm not going to condemn you. But don't continue to sin. It's, again, that I'm not, I'm not looking at punishment. I'm not looking at consequence right now. I'm looking at your eternal. And I know that sin separates us. So don't go and sin anymore. And then again, he says, I am the light of the world. The next two are in chapter 10, and they're back to back. He says, I am the door. And then he says, I am the good shepherd. In John chapter 10, starting in verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Yeah, I am the door. He he says, he talks about the pasture because obviously in that time in the raising of sheep was a big shepherd. So that was a big thing. And actually, like I said, the next one's I'm the good shepherd. But I am the door. The only way to get, again, he's talking eternal. The only way to have a relationship with the Father, the only way to get to heaven the only way to do these things is through a door. And he's saying, I'm that door. I'm the way. Later he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's saying the only way to get to the Father, I'm the door. If you go anywhere, you got to open a door. You want to go to the mall, you got to open the mall door. Want to get in the car, you got to open the car door. He's saying, you got to come through me. Again, looking eternal, not looking at here on earth. He's always pointing to the eternal. He's saying, I am the door. He who enters will be saved. You can't be saved from anything else. Doesn't matter what Oprah says. Doesn't matter what anyone in the news tells you. Jesus is the only way. He is the door to the Father. And with the door, there's only one way in and out. And if you didn't go through that door, you're you're not well, with Jesus' door. You're you're not making it if you're yeah. not going through the door, right? Yeah. It's either you're in or you're out. And shepherds i believe they would get their sheep kind of in a herd they would build a temporary fence around them with like whatever they would use their terrain the bushes the rocks and then they would have one way in and out for the sheep so they could protect them right so that's jesus is using an example that is very relatable to the community that he's talking to if something was in with the sheep and it didn't pass the shepherd it was not in there legitimately yeah, it would have to come through the shepherd at the door to yep. get to the sheep. And he is the door that, you know, that keeps things out that don't need to be in. And he's saying, I, everything comes through me. And again, he's using a relatable thing with the shepherd thing. But he's also pointing to the eternal, pointing to the spiritual. He's saying, it's the same way with the Father. If you want a relationship with God, you got to come through me. I am the door to get there. Continuing on with that shepherd analogy there he says i am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves and the sheep and the sheep flee and the wolf snatches them and scatters them he who flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep again in verse 14 he says again i am the good shepherd i know my own and my known know me just as the father knows me and i know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. That was the shepherd's role, to protect the sheep. The wolf wants to get in. The shepherd protected the sheep. And he's giving an example. I own these sheep, so I love these sheep. These sheep matter to me. Yeah. If I hire someone, they don't matter to that person like they matter to me. And he's saying, I love my sheep, and I 
would lay down my life. I would get in the way of that wolf and I would lay down my life fighting him before I allowed him to get to the sheep. Right. And obviously we know. Yeah, there's some foreshadowing. There's there. some foreshadow. Yeah. He say, I'm going to. I'm going to lay down my life for you guys. Something we often talk about is yes, Jesus ultimately died on the cross for us and was resurrected and, and that, but he also gave up his throne to come down. So he's he's sacrificed before he even got here to be raised as a human and to ultimately be the good shepherd and give his life for us. Yeah, that sacrifice of becoming man. Right. And leaving 100% God to be 100% God and 100% man. Like that was that was a sacrifice. The Christmas story is just as much an Easter story of sacrifice as it is the birth of Christ. That was sacrifice. He didn't have to do that, but he wanted to do that, to make that way, to become that door, to lay down. And he knew he was going to do it from the beginning. So I'm going to be the shepherd that lays down my life for the sheep because I'm a good shepherd. Let's go back through these, right? And let's reflect on them a little bit. So we'll start with John 6, 35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. The next one, John eight twelve. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The next one, John uh, 10, verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John ten eleven. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So the one, like, make it relatable to us also. Like, we already know Jesus gave us gave his life for us, and um, we get to walk with that grace and knowing, hey, I know I'm going to stumble, but I got the grace. Uh, but you picture that person, right? Jesus is telling them, like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you bread. I'm going to give you light. I'm going to give you a pasture that you can walk in and out of, and ultimately you're protected by my blood because I sacrificed myself for you. So you can come and go as you want, and if you stay on my path, you're going to find that eternal life. You wander off that path, and you're going to find the wolves. Yeah, I've got the wolves out of here. Yeah, But if, you, if you're going to go left or right, you're going to find the wolves. Um, I recently had a conversation with a guy. I was like, you know, there, there's no black and white with this. It's either you're doing good for God or you're doing the devil's work. And in these verses, Jesus is saying, I am the way. Oh, I can't say that because that's next week. Well, that's next week. Next yeah. week, we're going to continue this conversation talking about the other I am's as he goes through John here preaching the message of the Father. So this week, go back and read each one of those sections. Maybe actually read the whole section. We didn't read the entire section of every one of those. Read the section, get the context, get the understanding, and then join us back next week as we finish up his I Am statements here on the Two Fish Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also, head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.